0: The late eighties The Final Frontier These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television, and to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before.
1: friend Pat O'Rourke tries to get me, Patrick Winniger, into Star Trek. Yeah. I haven't seen it before. Uh,
0: we're about a few episodes into episode uh, into season, season one. one.
1: Yep. Episode
0: two, The Naked Now. Mm-hmm. And we it's got a good one. No, it's not. Yeah it is. I enjoy this one. I always remember it fondly because it sticks out in your brain. It did stick out in my brain. <laughs> but uh, I understand you've got a second opinion here on the show. We got Sean Kelly. Oh yeah, he yeah. he knows so much about Star Trek. Right. He's gonna all those people who got mad at me last episode for the things I forgot. Sean is definitely gonna have covered. Yeah, he's on a improvised Star Trek. Yeah, hey Sean, welcome to the show,
2: man. Hey guys,
0: thanks for coming.
2: Hey, uh, was I supposed to say something besides "Hey guys"? No, not no, at all. Not, uh, I mean, it's
1: not like you know,
0: you make shit up for you know. The main thing that you do. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> but you know, much like Star Trek The Next Generation, we're only in our second episode. So, you know, our starts are still a little bit rocky. Sure. You know? Yeah, right? much, much like everything that I've seen so far of no, this come season. Come
2: on. Come on, there's been some great moments. Encounter at Far Point is actually really good. Yeah. It's okay.
1: I think I we we, uh, we rate things on a leave it in the holster, set to stun, or S- set, set to kill. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a solid set to stun. Yeah, it was, it was, set was to stun. all right. Yeah,
0: yeah, I enjoyed that episode. Uh,
1: I had some issues with it. You know, there are like two different uh, storylines going on at once. But apparently, that was like the fault of Paramount. They needed it in ninety minutes. Yeah, this though, one hundred percent, this was the fault of this show. Is forty-five minute episode. It was super weird. We'll get into okay. All right. it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So should we just get started? Uh, well, actually, uh, I'm interested in what, what day this came out. This was...
0: Uh, let me... Uh, this came out on... Uh, so the date this came out was Monday, October 5th, 1987. Yeah.
1: So some of the things going on this week yeah. in history. Yeah. The day that The Naked Now came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was uh, Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. Top the chart in Britain, a song that has stood the test of time. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's it's sort of like didn't stand the test of time, no. and then the internet was like, we're going to force this song right. to stand the test. It of time. It got turned
1: into a meme, and I hope he got money from that.
0: Uh, I don't think you make enough memes. Oh, that's I sad. don't uh, think that
2: that's a thing that you happens. can't
0: monetize memes. You know what? I don't though? think he, so.
2: He made that appearance at the Macy's Day. He did. They they right. rolled the Macy's Day Parade a few years ago, and I that's feel like right. he must have made some money from that. Right. That's, that's true. good. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then Donald Trump. Yeah, that's the other
1: thing of note that we found.
0: Right. Yeah. He, he was tapped
1: by some guy in New Hampshire. Uh, this was kind of before... This was in the primary process. Republican primaries, 1988. Reagan mm-hmm. couldn't run again. And this guy in New Hampshire was like, I think Donald Trump should be president. Hmm. And this was the first... This is like the guy that got him into politics. And he uh, this week he like made this uh, announcement. He's like, I have no intention of running for president or whatever. Uh well, he's a
2: liar. <laughs> yeah, that oh, that, right. that could have been one of my neighbors. I was living in New Hampshire. in Really? That period of time.
1: Was some dude that made chairs. I forget if it, it was like Mike Duncan. You know or what? Something. That's like everybody in New Hampshire. Okay, everyone. <laughs> totally chair based. It's, it's economy. like <laughs>
2: every everything in New Hampshire. Uh, everybody either makes chairs, uh, does tattoos, or makes mm. fireworks to sell illegally to people right. from Massachusetts. Yeah. or, or they
1: are like one of the libertarians that moved there? To yeah, like for the free state movement. The, yeah. Well, hey yeah. now,
2: let's not hate on
0: all libertarians.
2: <laughs> no, no. These are like the guys that. Uh, <laughs> no, these are people who make their own currency yeah yeah
0: Yeah. okay i gotcha i
2: gotcha so yeah so that's what
0: was happening on this day in history uh this is the second episode of star trek the next generation it came out right after the pilot you can sometimes on like netflix they call it the third episode which i I, yeah there is a farpoint part one and part two yeah is that when it came out later in syndication or when it was in
2: syndication they would have split up farpoint into two parts right uh because it was it was it Debut. right uh, and so it was two 45 minute episodes so this would be you know episode three if you were watching the show in syndication mm, okay yep. cool which cool. is i think how like 99 of people who watch star trek the next generation watched it
0: right well see the the pilot did pretty well um but this this episode was widely canned by was it? Okay. yes it was not well received at all um uh the, the main critique of it being why would you take characters that you've had no time to introduce yet right. and then kind of change their moral alignment uh, right away? Yeah, this is yeah. the main problem I had with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into okay. uh, how that happened. Uh, so so let's start running through running through the, the big plot points. All right, so what
1: happened? Uh, so we start off, and this kind of seems like this is a standard Star Trek thing. Mm-hmm. Enterprise gets called to go deal with some issue in space. It's a routine... Mission that goes awry. they have getting some weird transmissions from the USS Silkovsky, which is like monitoring the star that's about to blow up. And it's just very strange. So they have to go investigate. Data gets this message that is incredibly sexy. Uh, <laughs> there's clearly some kind of orgy going on in the spaceship in yes. the background. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. hear an explosion. They're like, what the hell just happened? We got to send an away team right now figure out what happened and you know everything's a mess on the ship everything's strewn about and they find this uh, escape hatch has been blown out and Riker's like oh it looks like everyone got sucked out into space and Data who has no chill or any kind of filter is like oh correction, it's blown out. A yeah. common mistake. Oh, oh. That, that part was actually kind of funny. <laughs> I, I
0: like Data so far. Do you really? Yeah, I like Data. So I don't like uh season one Data all that much. It's just goofy as hell. See,
2: I I feel like even in season one, like even even when the show is at season one and season two when it's sort of at its worst, I feel like Brent Spiner as Data and Patrick Stewart. Uh, as Captain Picard make the show worth watching, yeah, like they're so good in those two parts.
0: And yeah, it, I completely agree. But Data, it's it's almost like Data has never lived yet, which is kind of strange. It to is me. weird, yeah, because he doesn't understand any like needle yeah. in a haystack. They say at some point, yeah, like what do you mean? It's like you've never heard that. He doesn't phrase understand before, Data?
1: any like proverbial speech, or, but right. he's got to know some, like, because he's able to hold a. He conversation. went to Starfleet Academy. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're,
2: they're so inconsistent about what <laughs> he does and doesn't know. Like, there's some episodes where like. Yeah, they they have a phrase like needle in a haystack, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know what that means." Mm -hmm, Right. And there are other episodes where he like awkwardly tries to make a joke, uh, and and you and they're They're like, "Well, all right." Well, he at least gets that that's a joke that a person might make. Right. Right. Right.
1: Right. So you know, they find this other room where everyone's frozen. There's all these frozen bodies that are naked. You know, I guess they. Well, they have little cloths over their private parts. Right, yeah, yeah. This is network television.
2: (laughs) Network television in 1987. In 1987. Yeah, you could only show
1: like half a butt, I think, in 1987. (laughs) I don't
2: don't think you could even say boob on TV. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) no. Uh, And then Riker finds this body uh, that's frozen in the shower. Uh, She has all of her uh, clothes on. This is important later. Um, So things messed up. Everyone on the ship has died.
0: And... Crusher and Picard back on the Enterprise. I think it's really yeah. important right here where, um, I don't know if, if you have that in your notes, but mm. who was on, who went off uh, on oh, the, the Awaiting? Yeah, who are the Awaiting? Uh,
1: Troy, Riker, mm-hmm. Jordy, Yep, and Data. Yep. And so they're checking everybody uh, back in the Enterprise. Crusher is like making sure everyone's okay. Data is like, you know, he has perfect systems, she, and she makes some offhand comment like, "Oh, you should be in a medical textbook." It's like I have already been in several. Starfleet, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it pisses her off. Right, and then she checks,
0: and again, uh, he's far too ignorant for right. how long he has no he's idea that this assistant. is a weird
1: thing to say. <laughs> right, say right. To somebody, and then she checks uh, Jordy, who is just acting super drunk, and he's being a total dick to everybody,
0: and it's hilarious. Yeah, he makes the lamest joke in the world. Yeah, he's right yeah. yeah. like the most
1: <laughs> uh, non-threatening, angry drunk I've ever seen. Right,
2: right. I would just like to note, Considering thus far, you've said you hate this episode. You have smiled through every description right. of everything no, that you've it's, said so far. It's funny.
0: <laughs> it's, I, it's a good, I and it's an entertaining think it's episode. It's supposed to be funny, though. <laughs> like I think it to an extent. It's it, supposed to in be. In
2: some ways, it is like
1: the parts that they're trying. And I'll get into it later. But the the part where they make Picard sexy is probably the most unintentionally hilarious thing that I
0: have ever seen. Was it? Te- I don't know, but. No, I don't know if Picard being sexy was supposed to be funny. Okay, but well, it was I funny think he pulls me. it
2: off. I mean, I, he lo- he's a he's a handsome he, fella. He is a sexy dude. There was a picture on uh, on social media recently because he was uh, he was really excited because he got nominated for some award. So he took a picture of himself on the beach, and he's fucking jacked. He's well, like yeah. this old man, and he's like still jacked and like really good looking. Well, mm-hmm. I mean,
1: not Patrick Stewart trying to be sexy. I mean Picard who is, you know, a very aloof nerd. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so all right, fair. I
0: like, he's I like my moral compass. Yeah, he's right. mine too. Yeah. Anytime I try to think, I think what would Picard do? You know, every time I, I come up with a decision making point in my life, I try to do I try to handle the situation the same way Captain Picard would. That's oh, you could you could do worse. Yeah, exactly. I could hey. be following
2: Donald Trump. Or Riker. Or, or, or Riker. Riker. Well Riker seems okay. Riker would be like, how do I bone my way out of this situation? <laughs> I kind of get that vibe from him. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't done it
0: much yet, but you'll see. He's like the libido part of Captain Kirk. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's because like, you know, John Luke Picard isn't as uh isn't as suave as Captain Kirk was. Right? Is
2: that a good way of putting it? Yeah. Uh, in some ways I think he's more suave oh, than yeah. Captain Kirk was. Well, he's very cultured.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah like Captain Captain Picard in a lot of ways I think he has more game than Captain Kirk does cuz Captain sure. Kirk is like Captain Kirk is like that guy at the bar with like a pop collar who's like <laughs> you and I are going to sleep together. Also, I'm totally a feminist. <laughs> Whereas Captain Picard is like, "Hey, you know, we have a lot in common. Right, Let's that's talk true. about archaeology and then like 3 hours uh, later" Shakespeare, Yeah, and 3 hours later you're in bed with him. Sure, sure.
1: But I don't know. I think Riker seems like an okay guy so far. Like, he's trying to make friends with Data. And that the one thing... I, there's a lot of problems I had with this episode. What I do like is Riker and Data's relationship. because Because yeah. you mentioned... Riker mentioned off the bat that he's uncomfortable with an android. He did. And I assume that in this universe, that's kind of like
0: racism. hmm You know, like, he's going to have to deal with an android. There's surprisingly few androids. Oh, really? Uh, in Star Trek. Or at least okay. in Star Trek The Next Generation. All right. See,
1: I had assumed that, like, you know... AI robots was a common occurrence in this universe. There's I,
2: there's sort of a difference between robots and androids in Star Trek. Like a robot would be like just an automaton with no like free will right. or uh, okay. feeling or anything like, like that. Like the
0: computer like on the on the Enterprise itself is like Okay. That's not the same as Data. Yeah, yeah. Data's
2: unique in that he has he has free will. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a person. Yeah, he's yeah. he's sentient.
0: Yeah. All right. But this
1: this this weirds Riker out a little bit. It's not something he's used to, but, right. you know, here we find him in the next scene, and he's talking to Data, mm-hmm. and he's just like, hey, man, uh, I think I found someone taking a shower with their clothes on before. Like, I remember hearing this story, you know, could you figure it out? And they work together okay, and Data's like, hey, when I said that thing about me being in all those textbooks, uh, Dr. Crusher seemed, like, really... Strange. Did she think I was bragging? And he was like, Yeah, probably. And just walks off. (laughs) That part was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because Riker either doesn't have time to explain this to him or wants him to figure it out on his own. It's just, just, it's not important for this episode. So
0: far, it does sound like you love this episode. No, I
1: think it's kind of
0: funny. Yeah. But they
1: set that up. It's never addressed Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. I guess Data just has to like kind of suffer through this. So they're doing that. Uh and then we find Jordy has
0: like wandered off drunk out right. of his mind. Right. To be, to be clear he's not drunk. Nobody right. nobody knows no um, one knows what this is yet. Right. It looks like he's drunk, right? And they think it like a uh, uh, Beverly Crusher is saying like maybe this is an infection. Yeah, we're not sure what's going on, but we got to find Jordy because his scans are totally normal. He looks yeah. like he looks normal, yeah. but he's sweating and he's acting like an intoxicated yeah. person. Yeah,
1: but because the only things that have been established about Jordy's character in the show so far is that he is a nerd. Yeah. and he can't see. Yeah, what he does when he's drunk is he's just like I'm gonna go. Play with Wesley's tractor beam, <laughs> right? True. His like, like
2: his toy tractor beam, yeah, yeah. That
0: of course Wesley fucking invented and built himself, right? Uh, right. And I don't want to, you know, because we're gonna talk about every episode, but in season, I don't think Jordy LaForge really comes on to his own until he becomes like
2: um, the head of engineering. Yeah, Jordy and Worf, I think, are the two characters who end up being really important characters. throughout yeah, the course yeah. of the series. Who in season one you're just yeah. Worf the, does like nothing in this episode. The, yeah, they're just kind of there. Worf's yeah. just there to be like, oh, Klingons are in Starfleet. Right,
0: Uh, oh, okay yeah it's true and then yeah because why would your Klingon not be uh,
2: head of security right away well or just an integral character in right. some way <laughs> I mean yeah, I, it's a it, li- they were the bad guys in the original series yeah right, right, it's okay. a little racist to be like he should be head of security automatically that is the job he ends up having uh, that, it might be, uh, it, it but he just happens to
0: be the most qualified for it he's, he's, a, he's strong hey, he's there,
2: loyal there are Klingon lawyers there are Klingon chefs <laughs> okay all right, there are Klingon enough, scientists
0: alright point made alright so so then, somebody had to build the starships at some point. But yeah, they're all warriors. On there's this a ship.
2: there's a Klingon restaurant on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> oh, I bet the food's horrible. It's actually called the Klingon Restaurant. That's what they <laughs> refer to <laughs> it as throughout the, throughout the whole show. It's okay. not. It doesn't have a name. It's not like. Gach and friends, or something like that. It's, it's all they always like. Oh, we should go to the Klingon restaurant. I think there's a Vulcan restaurant too that they refer it's to. It's yes. called Vulcan restaurant. The Vulcan restaurant. Aren't
0: the Ferengis in Deep Space Nine the bartenders? Yeah, Quirk. Uh, yes. Quark
2: is the he runs and owns the bar. Oh, you haven't met a Ferengi yet. No, sorry. I, we're going to watch that, but
0: we'll
1: talk about that. Yeah, that's a later episode. It, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Jordy goes and finds Tasha. At this point, I'm thinking, there's like, oh, maybe there's going to be some development of his character. Maybe he has like a crush on Tasha. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's like, I want to see, which is like that we the thing that we already know about him. I understand <laughs> that this is a, maybe a desire that he has, but he already has like this visor that lets him see infrared and ultraviolet
2: and all these different spectrums right. that we can't. So and, he can see,
0: yeah, sort of. Uh, he can never see a rainbow though, right? He,
2: yeah, he can see everything except what we see, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's
1: so, a lot better in many ways. Yeah, but then he he touches Tasha, mm-hmm. so. This whatever infection this is spreads to her. Right, Uh, then uh, Crusher, Picard, Troy—they're trying to figure out what's up with Geordi. You know, again his vitals are totally normal, and this is where Riker and uh, Data—it goes back to Riker and Data, and Riker's like, "Oh, we're looking for a needle in a haystack," and he has to explain that whole thing to him. And then data's like babbling about proverbs or something, and he's like, "Oh a human proverb blah, yeah.
0: blah, blah blah blah, and then data and uh Worf have a great exchange at this point, if I remember correctly, where uh data looks confused, and Worf goes, "I don't get their humor yeah either. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well,
2: and that's that's the other thing Worf does in the first couple of seasons is is he's like the wet blanket right, oh right. totally. he's a kind of a fun hater throughout the entire series, yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, Riker remembers that like this thing had happened on the Enterprise a long right. time ago. Was this in the original series that he mentions? Like, oh, I remember
2: when someone took a shower with clothes on. Yeah, they're talking about an episode of the original series called "The Naked Time," which is uh, the basically- the one with
1: Sulu with a sword. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: it's Sulu with no shirt and a sword. That's okay. it's that episode. Yeah, that is probably like
1: I think I've either seen this episode a long time ago when it was on like college TV. Or I just remember that image of Sulu with a sword because that's like one of the things that have seeped into the culture at large about Star Trek. Like, oh yeah, beat me up, Scotty, the one with the people with half white, half black uh, faces and Sulu drunk with a sword. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah.
2: I think you can get a poster of George uh, Takai. Right. Uh, yeah. Of, yeah. Su- of Sulu uh, shirtless with because that sword. That's
1: the thing that. They that led them to give Sulu a sword in the 2009 movie, I think, yeah, because yeah. I don't think Sulu ever had a sword ever
0: except in that one episode. Did he? I'm not sure, I'm yeah. not the biggest original series guy though, so um, but I don't think so. It just doesn't seem like a
1: thing that was well established with his character, mm-hmm. but that's like the one thing, like people like me remember is like, oh yeah, that's Sulu, he was uh, George Kay, and. There's that image of him chasing uh, Spock and Kirk with a sword when he was drunk. Yeah. So yeah, so Riker remembers this episode from the original series, the one where Sulu was drunk with a sword. Yeah. And that's what's happening here. And what it is... I, I like Picard comes up and he's just like, "Oh, it looks like he had a snootful or something," which is a term for being drunk that no one
0: understands but Picard. He gets pissed when Data doesn't know what it is yeah, and he he's like,
2: f- "He's French. He uses different slang." Right.
0: <laughs> Can you answer this question? Uh Patrick brought this question up on the last episode. Why he, uh he's from France but he doesn't have a French accent?
2: So One of the things I did my
0: best to answer it. Yeah,
2: one of the things that's weird about Star Trek, and actually, we make fun of this a little bit on a couple of episodes of Improvised Star Trek Uh, the communicator badges have universal translators built into them. So, theoretically, like when you're watching the show and there's some alien, some new alien that they've never met before, and that alien is uh, speaking perfect, impeccable English. The, the, the conceit of the show is everyone can understand them because they've got these universal translators, um, uh, communication badges. So like one of the things, if you really think about it, uh, you know, obviously a lot of these characters probably speak English because it's like the intergalactic language of commerce. Right. But also even if they were all speaking different languages, theoretically, they all could understand each other because they all have these universal translators. Mm. Do you get to pick your accent? I don't know. Yeah, because I would pick a different
0: voice than the one I actually have.
2: (laughs) Because he, yeah, like, Picard clearly has, like, this very formal English accent. Right. Uh, And and Deanna Troy does, too. Well, like,
1: and and they mention in a a later episode, like, I think the next one from this, uh, Data refers to French as uh, an obscure language. Mm -hmm. But they had an Irish guy. Yeah. An Irish guy who Ireland has spoken English since, like, the 1500s. And he still has a very thick Irish accent.
2: The other thing is, there, if you watch a lot of old TV and and movies from that time, everyone from a foreign country has, a British, that, accent. has a British accent. Yep, right. Ru- Russian guys have a yep. British accent. I
1: think that's kind of the, still the case, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's a bad guy from oh, another yeah. country.
1: Oh, yeah. That's why Star Wars, all the bad guys had British accents. Right. And yeah. Tim
2: Curry is just a bad guy in, from, and from uh, from Everything from the 80s. Every, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, we... Uh, one part that this cuts to is um, Tasha is like sashaying around the Enterprise and, you know, she makes out with some random dude. Uh, some guy, yeah, some guy who works
0: in the medical yeah. field.
1: Yeah, so she's clearly, you know, got whatever Jordy has. And uh, I think they said that it's a poly water or something, like they, this weird water molecule, mm-hmm. you know, it spreads by touch. Right. So that's how this is getting around the ship. And back in the bridge, uh, Worf in his star line of the show is like, "That star is going to blow up. Remember that star we came here for, right, guys? It's going to blow up. All right, so but it's
2: pretty easy to yeah, run away and from." Yeah,
1: Data's like, yeah, "We can get out of here. We just use our impulse drives." Which I, is is that the stuff that isn't the warp drive? Right. Yeah. Yes. There's
2: there's three different kinds of drives. There's the thruster, there's impulse, and there's warp drive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, warp drive is the thing that warps time and space and connects them together, so you oh, can okay, travel cool. great distances very quickly. Impulse is basically like your medium engine, and thruster is like maneuvering, like we're just going from right here to right over there. Okay,
0: cool. And he said half impulse. Half power. Impulse, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty easy.
1: Pretty easily pretty escape easy, it. Escapable. Uh, but this is foreshadowing. He's like, no, don't worry about this impending star explosion, guys. We yep. got it. Uh, then to engineering, there's this assistant engineer, Shimoda, and he's like getting called to the medical bay because everyone is to make sure that they're not infected. And Wesley comes up. Wesley is drunk as fuck, <laughs> uh, and he shakes uh, Shimoda's hand. And I guess he got it from Jordy when Jordy was messing with his like tractor beam. And Shimoda's just like, I got to go to medical.
0: No, and no. Well, what happened is you're missing a huge part right here, wait, Wesley. Wesley came up with this device where he could recreate Captain Picard's voice. Oh, that's right. So yeah. when Wesley got drunk, what he started doing is he hooked it up to like the main computer system yeah. and he's calling people to different parts of the enterprise. Yeah, he's got the Home Alone, Home, yeah. alone, <laughs> <right>. home <laughs> alone 2 <laughs> microphone. Yeah he's, right. yeah, he's got the talk back. So uh, he called the, the um, he's calling everybody out of engineering so, so he can, can get in there. So he can get in there. Yeah.
1: But what gets me is that Shimoda, unless this thing fucks with your head immediately, Wesley's like, just let me man your post. And Shimoda's like, oh okay. And well, he's a super smart kid, right? But this is a like military vessel.
2: It's like, yeah, just let me drive it, this submarine. It, it's an it's a military vessel, but its primary purpose is exploration. Yes, but it has
1: it, torpedoes and shit on and it, and, it,
2: and it has a crew of a thousand people. A lot of them have families. There's a lot of kids on this ship. Mm-hmm. It's 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 you're thinking about it in terms of 20th century military and not this future enlightened military right yeah but i
1: still wouldn't let the kid drive the ship oh just wait then oh god yeah. see this is the main thing that i had the main problem i had with uh, wesley when we talked about him on the right. last episode was that no one in their right mind in, in my mind like i wouldn't let that kid on the bridge He's I'd be like, get the hell away! You're 12, mm-hmm. like oh, you can kill people.
2: You you have so much to learn about Wesley. <laughs> There's so many things that you're that are going to drive you crazy, and I'm sure they will. And then eventually, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm am okay with him now. Right. Like, once does he, he starts- get
1: older? Like, does he become no? Old he enough actually, to-
2: he gets younger. Actually, eventually. Wait, what? <laughs> No. That's, no. That's, oh, that's, well, he's kind of
0: snivelly uh, the first couple seasons. I think he really comes becomes great. It's after uh I think it's season 4 when he's in that cave with Picard. Yeah. I think he kills it in that in that episode and from there on out I was I was on board with Wesley. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, at this point he's drunk
0: and he's yeah. at the controls. And he
1: has modulated Picard's voice with that Home Alone two microphone that he made, mm-hmm. and he's this is like way before Home Alone right, two. Right, and he's yeah. like, I now make this twelve year old acting captain, which <laughs> everyone just believes. Not everyone's drunk yet, by the way, but everyone's just like, oh, okay, well, that sounds like a thing Picard <laughs> would do, and he's just giving dumb orders but because he's 12 like it's all stupid shit like i want free dessert even though there's replicators on the ship that i'm assuming already make free dessert at any time that you want and you know everyone in the engineering bay is extremely fucked up by now yes uh then worf is getting these weird reports and this part was actually pretty funny because he's getting reports of the kind of things that I guess people in Starfleet would do when they're super drunk, and it's it's not even cool stuff. It's like they're ordering people to take philosophy seminars, and, sh- <laughs> and like it's like these nerds are out of control. <laughs> they're taking classes. It sounds fun. It Sounds I, really
0: enjoyable.
2: And you, and you do keep saying this is a great part. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, the hey, third. I feel like my job is the is- third
1: part out of many.
2: <laughs> this is the third part out of. For, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. You've, you've, but this is, is this show a comedy? <laughs> I'm not
0: so sure. Sometimes. Hey,
2: it's entertainment. There are co- there are comedy episodes. Oh, yeah. I heard about the one with Joe
0: Piscopo one yeah,
2: night. Yeah. We'll I, get to that which one. Which least funny episode, ironically. Well, I had Joe Piscopo one. <laughs> <it>. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> most funny episode is A Fistful of Datas. Oh,
0: my God. That one's so good. So you got a lot of exciting moments. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Worf gets this
1: uh, weird report and then uh, they try to... Now this part wasn't as funny as I'm sure the writers thought they were. Data's like, I heard an interesting limerick from one of the crew officers. And, you know, he's clearly about to say the word penis in this. There was
0: a was a woman from Venus.
1: Right, yeah. And then Picard's
2: like, Stop! This is TV in nineteen (laughs) eighty-seven. Uh, Even though you know in the future using a medical term, right. for genitalia like penis, they'd just be like, "Yeah, penis." Yeah, penis, that's penis, what it is. Penis. Yeah, penis. That's, that's yeah. what it's called. Yes, <laughs> everyone that's, has. There's one. nothing well,
1: about that in this socialist uh, star utopian future. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, but that this is a question I have, and I, Sean, I don't know if you know the answer. So, is data drunk? Is not that why? He's, yet, but is that why he's making like why would data make an inappropriate? Well, all joke right. So this, this
1: brings us to why we're all here, and I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just leaving. (laughs) This is very. It took us 27
0: minutes to get to the the crux of the
1: episode. So, this is very important. That's a very important question for what. For this next part, because Data gets called to go check on Tasha. Tasha seduces Data, and Data's just like. And she seduces him by telling her about the rape gangs on her planet and all this stuff. And
0: uh, it's very. Strange writing. I think writing. you're packaging this a little wrong. I mean, she, she definitely brings up the rape gangs, uh, but she's like, I've never gotten to live her whole life. Yeah. She's been so, um, so uptight and oppressed, and uh, she's been a fighter this whole time. She's never right. had the the joys of romance. She, okay, she
2: actually like she she. I don't want to spoil anything on on the show, but like she could have been a really interesting character, a much more interesting character because she's this person. Who lives in this utopian society? Mm-hmm. Right. Who grew up in, in a, a terrible, one. in a for a horribly dystopian society.
1: And yeah. Well, all I, all I know about Tasha's character is that you know, she was traumatized, and that's it. That's the yeah. entire thing that has defined her character in both of these episodes.
0: Yeah. And it just doesn't bode well. Yeah. You learn a lot more about her, especially once you meet her sister. You actually learn the most about her. That's that's a few seasons. Away.
1: Well, she's talking to Data. Data's like she asked if she if he's fully functional. And for some reason, he is. Uh, he's like, yes, in all forms of pleasure or something, and they have sex. I don't know who made data this way, because <laughs> if he is a robot, he's an android. Oh, if he's yeah. an android, can he can he consent? Yeah, he just did. Yeah, but he did. is it is he programmed to he, do these things? He has data has free will. Yeah.
0: Okay, so if he's not drunk, he can clearly see that Tasha is intoxicated, right? And he knows that this is. He knows that that is wrong, I, and he knows that this infection is going on. Al- right?
2: See, I always read this episode as Data inexplicably is also infected with. the I thing I think that he is. That's why
0: he else. makes that horrible, dirty joke. Yeah, Data would never try to make a joke like that, especially. in I season hope that's one. the case, and, but, and I, I, I don't know. And you, but all, how could Data get? My question is: is how does he get the infection? Right, it never shows that happen.
2: Yeah, but also, and this doesn't come come up to like many seasons later. But Data also is programmed. He has a fully functioning penis yes uh and he has sexuality programming like Mm -hmm. he's actually designed to be attracted to certain types of women and to have sexuality like any other person has sexuality and you know that that is actually within his programming and and you know, arguably, you you could say, like, this is the beginnings of Data feeling, like, love and feeling emotions yeah. and things like that, too. Well,
0: and that's the big push. Like, he's always striving to be more human. Well, yeah, because so whoever his... made
1: him wanted him to be a full human being. Right, right. So, All right. Right. so that makes sense. Right. What Data does does not make sense to me unless he was—because he's supposed to be, like, this upstanding guy, right? Right. And if he wasn't drunk, like, w- that, I assume, would be illegal in this utopia—
2: uh you know cuz she can't consent <sighs> yeah. I th- I always I, re- I always read it as they were both screwed up on on Goods polywater on,
1: on,
0: on polywater Yeah, me too. I think I think that she was consenting. Well, yeah, I don't but she make, was like <laughs> this is a weird argument, but it, it, no, she uh, definitely uh, makes the moves on data well, and data, yeah, but, c- I mean, data complies if, if he's
1: if he's totally sober and he knows that, you know, she's
0: ex- <laughs> Can I uh, uh, no, not? Not not to sound insensitive or or like to put myself in a bad spot, but I mean, what's the harm? He's not going to like give her a disease or get her pregnant. That's what she wants. Yeah, but like he's, he knows see, that she
1: he knows that she's not in like you know full control of her faculties. You know that.
0: Okay, she, well, I'm assuming neither is he. But let's just say he is. What's the difference between that and some sort of like sex toy that she'd be using? Right? Well, that's assuming well, that data no, is a person. Well, because Ugh, yeah, now, now
2: if you're just assuming data is a sex toy, then you're saying you're basic then then she's essentially abusing him potentially because he's a being with free will. Right?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going this on on the assumption that data is a person, right?
0: Or that like he's know. a sentient being. I think he is. So uh, and he makes his own choices. An, yeah.
2: an interesting thing to talk about at this point is the intent of the writers for those scenes. And yeah, wha- and that's, what's the, going that's on. my main. Mm. So you, because you keep see, you you know we keep saying like oh they're drunk they're drunk and and the the disease that they have isn't necessarily meant to be strictly like drunkenness. It's yeah. essentially supposed to be a thing that. The the writers did like released to this. I don't know how much you guys read about background stuff before you're doing these episodes. Yeah, hit us with it. But the writers, uh, when they created this episode, part of the idea of doing it at this time, doing it so early in the season, was to show the true motivations of these characters and who oh, they were okay. and what they were actually thinking. Because what this this space drunkenness, the polywater water does, is it it uh, you know it relieves your inhibition, so it makes you. Do the things that you would do otherwise, essentially, if you didn't have, you know, uh, an ego and a super ego uh, uh, or mm-hmm. whatever. So Tasha is doing the, the you know, theoretically, if, yeah. if we believe the writers and we believe their intention. She is
1: doing what she would do with no inhibitions. Yes. And
2: uh, and Data is too.
1: You know, I honestly, I think it makes more sense that he was drunk because we see him in the very next scene and he is super fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's established as like, oh, androids can get drunk. Not only can they, you know, be affected by this polywater,
2: they can also get drunk from regular alcohol. We should you, also you know we should also note the polywater working on data makes no fucking sense. No. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, I, I don't think he's not a
0: water-based life form even. No. No. So. You know what makes me so sad about that being the backstory, which I, I read that as well, is that that Jordy Laforge still, if he had he no divisions, no, it would be all he wants.
1: A desire see. to see all he wants to <laughs> see and pl- all he wants is he wants to, to see, do is see and play with tractor beams.
2: <laughs> That's also there's like,
1: no character to this person I, yet, I, which I can,
2: sucks. I can only imagine like being a blind person and and you know experiencing this episode and being like, yeah, because all we fucking want to do is <laughs> right. see. Yeah, we're only defined by
1: this one thing. <laughs> it's yeah. just like even. It's just like, oh, yeah, the only thing that was famous about Ray Charles is that he couldn't see.
2: Right. Like, that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do want to say this about the Tasha and Data relationship, and, and I'm going to try not to spoil it, but Data does fall in love with Tasha. Over time, you can see that Data has a, a true relationship with her. He yeah. keeps, like, mm-hmm. a picture of her by his bed. Uh, there's all these, like, little Easter eggs for for the viewer throughout all the future seasons that she really
2: did mean something special right. to him. As, well, as rough as this episode is that that moment that's and it's sort of like almost baffling and silly as that scene seems it, it came off as really baffling
1: and silly yeah
2: but they it does <laughs> they do better writers later on use it to great effect yes yes
1: okay well i'll i'll trust you on that <laughs> but it just came off as really weird and yeah. it raised a lot of very uncomfortable questions like yeah. we just talked about yeah, like but me so and a very uncomfortable we just spot, talked I feel about feel bad uh, <laughs> no that's i uh I mean there you can't skip over this part no, of this no. episode. No it is
2: it's it's the thing everybody remembers. It
1: set the creepy tone for the entire thing.
2: I uh, I definitely cuz I, I like many people watched Star Trek the Next Generation primarily in syndication in 2-hour blocks uh on weeknights in you know growing up in Massachusetts and New Hampshire and and for some reason, watching this show in syndication, I think I saw this episode a dozen times. <laughs> why did this one? Why
1: did they play this one?
2: I don't know. Well, no, it's it's not a question of why did they. I'm sure they played it the same amount of times as any others. Uh,
0: it just happened to come up.
2: Why did I see it that many times? <laughs> is like, it is okay. it like uh, I like this
0: episode? It sticks. Like I always have fun every time I watch. Right, it.
2: you're you're right. It is, but and it is, it's one that sticks in your memory. There's yeah. a lot of episodes in season one that like. Are both bad and unmemorable.
0: Yeah, and boring. So I mean, I'm sure you've you're a couple I am sure you have you are I was not bored with this one. I just right. didn't think it was good. Right. Uh, but okay. anyway, well, let's keep going. Yeah. Uh,
1: so <laughs> speaking of inhibitions getting lifted, uh, Troy it tries to have mind sex with Riker, which is expected, I guess.
0: Uh, but it was super weird. So they establish in episode one that they had a previous yes. relationship. Yeah, they, right? they established yeah. that. Yeah,
1: okay. and then Crusher is like trying to cure
0: Jordy, It doesn't
1: work. She's got to make a new antibody or whatever. And then the engineering bay, we're back to Shimoda. And he's playing with, like, chips, like these computer chips Mm -hmm. on the floor. This is apparently his deepest desire (laughs) because he is not a real character with any wants Mm -hmm. except to play with, like, fucking Legos or something. And uh, Picard is, like, on, not the intercom. I I don't know what it is. He's trying to explain to Wesley what has happened to him. And Wesley's like, cool, I'm drunk. And he's like, no, but listen, you can kill all of us. Like, there's a star that's going to blow up. You, you, you got to give over the controls, and Wesley won't. And then Worf, uh, his second line, or third line of the episode, uh, he points out, as like, hey, guys, that, that star that I mentioned earlier, like 10 minutes ago, that is seriously going to collapse. Uh, we got to get the hell out of here. But in, unfortunately, in engineering, there's like one adult uh, who has not been affected by this polywater and doesn't uh, Wesley have a force field up? Yeah. So he set a, up a force field to protect he set up a repulsor. <laughs> he set up a tractor thing and he reversed it to a repulsor. So he's like yeah. keeping everyone out and poor Riker and this, this woman in engineering, like are trying to fix it. But mm-hmm. Shimoda's is playing with all these fucking ships on the floor. And then data is like, this is where data comes in super fucked up on the bridge. And he's quoting Shakespeare at the captain. Cause I guess that's what everyone does in the ship and Picard gets called away uh, by Dr. Crusher. And they have had a previous relationship that was heavily implied in the last episode, and they're flirting with each other, but also trying to convey, like, hey, that vaccine that we tried to make didn't work.
0: Well, they they bonded over the death of her previous husband, right? Well,
2: her previous husband was Picard's best friend. right. Yeah, it kind of implied that in the last
0: episode, right. So I don't know if they uh, had an intimate relationship before. Well, but they definitely
2: have
1: a history together. Okay, it, it didn't say that straight out, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot you
2: learn about their relationship over the course of coming seasons. Yeah, yeah.
1: But she she hits on Picard, and Picard. This part was the unintentionally funny part I was talking <laughs> about earlier. He harumps very weirdly, like so weirdly it looked like it had been edited in later because he's like, Oh oh, 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 not now, Doctor. And it's very, very strange. He like yell whispers at her and they both have to get back to their post because they have to fix this thing before the star blows up. And then uh they send like data down to engineering and they convince him like, oh you gotta put these control chips back in the thing where they go. Because apparently the entire ship is driven by this thing for, My Legos can just like yeah. fall out. <laughs> it's like a game and you know, go ahead and put him back data, see how fast he can do it. And he's mm-hmm. drunk as hell, but still managing it to do it. He does and it very quickly as well.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's
1: an android. Mm-hmm. And Picard and Crusher are like flirting while they're finishing uh, the antidote. Then of course, Wesley does a thing with the repulsors in the ship super drunk or polywater drunk that the non-drunk adult says, like, that would take weeks to do because he's some kind of uh, superhero
0: or something. Yeah, he's a a really smart kid. (laughs) Okay,
1: well... He's
0: got a knack for engineering. He's got a knack for engineering. Of of
1: course, he fixes this entire massive uh, space battleship uh, that has a warp drive in, mm -hmm. like, a matter of seconds while he's on polywater. And everyone is, like, very surprised that he did it just in time... The antidote comes, and everyone is okay, and they're congratulating Wesley, and I hate this part because I hate Wesley. <laughs> I've only seen a few episodes of him, but I just don't like this character. I, so
0: I, I grew up watching the show with my father. Um, he's a big Star Trek fan, and he hates Wesley almost as much as you do, Patrick. So it's like...
2: <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people really oh, hate Oh, my God. Wesley. I
1: didn't see this
0: show when I was a kid,
1: really. Yeah.
2: I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, having watched it... I, when I was growing up watching it, I, Wesley was my least favorite character. But rewatching it now... Uh, I like him a lot more, I, and and I I don't know why mm. necessarily. I but part of it, part of it is like I can sort of see what they were trying to do with his character, and so I'm a little bit more sympathetic to that, and also like fucking teenagers suck. Like right. that's oh actually God. the way teenagers are. I guess so. Is it an
0: episode called, is it the game? It's the one with like Ashley Judd and they're playing that mind yeah, game. Yeah, that weird super addictive game which is where you
2: just try to put a disc into a
0: megaphone. That's another great Wesley episode though. Like him and Ashley Judd make that episode. She's like a side character who's only around for like a three-episode arc, she, right? I, I had no she, idea she was in Star Trek. Yeah, she, was suppo-
2: she was supposed to become a recurring character, I think, oh. and and then didn't. No, she was only around for a short period of time,
0: falls in love with Wesley Le- and then kind of disappears. I mean,
2: <laughs> didn't we all fall in love with Wesley? <laughs> well, I mean, it's,
1: are, are, are y'all uh, familiar with the term Mary Sue? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, Sean, if, if you could explain to to Pat what a Mary Sue is.
2: Uh it's Wesley Crusher. It's Wesley Crusher. It's
1: basically a character that is so cool and does everything perfect. And it's it's oh. almost like a fan wrote it in as to be themselves. Yeah. Got it. It's, Wesley strikes me as that.
2: Yeah. Kind of. He's like a, al- y- a yeah. Although again, not to spoil anything, but there's a lot of episodes where like Wesley's genius sort of gets them into a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah. Well, like this one.
2: Yeah. A little bit, but like even more so on other episodes. Like he ends up like Creating super intelligent robots that take over the ship. Yeah. And stuff like that's that. a good one. Uh,
1: well, in this one, he saves the day. And everyone's like, oh, cool. And <laughs> everyone is like not polywater drunk anymore. And this is the this is the weirdest part of the episode. Tasha goes up to Data and says, I'm only gonna say this once. It never happened. Data, of course, does not understand because it has been established. He doesn't get proverbs or idioms or anything like that. So I'm sure he's just there like his circuits frying. He's like, oh, but it did happen. (laughs) I don't understand human speech. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm fully functional. Uh, And then Picard is like, well, let's hope that doesn't happen again. Let's move on to the next adventure and Mm -hmm. never talk about this. And they don't, and no, which seems don't. realistic. would yeah. you, I would never talk about. That yeah. That was an awkward party. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah no, like I'm. The thing that I always think about is, you know, this happened in the naked time, and it happened on the naked now. We know at least three starships. This has happened to right, and so you've got to think at some point they start. Te- they probably start teaching briefing Starfleet. Yeah, they like, should. You might. You might end up encountering a situation where everybody on your ship gets really illogically yeah. horny and just fucks each other so much that you can't functionally you can't do your right. job yeah. anymore <laughs> and you all die in the, in the coldness of space. So we have to train you to prepare you for this yeah. situation.
1: Great. I would love to see like those training videos <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just and in they, case you encounter a star that's about to die which by the way we will send you to monitor all the time. Yeah. <laughs> because they mentioned it's like oh yeah the poly water comes from dying stars.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Standard space horniness training. Right. It's just a thing. You've got to, everybody goes through it. It's a yeah. thing that got to do it
1: for OSHA
0: or whatever the Starfleet equivalent. So, Sean, um, you're you're a big Deep Space Nine guy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Does anything like this ever
2: happen in Deep Space Nine? Deep
0: Maybe Sp- Voyager. Does uh, it happen again, or is the, this the last time
2: we run into? I mean, water? Uh, sex and sexuality is treated in such a weird way in Star Trek in general. Nothing yeah. exactly like this happens again. But, but in terms of, like, characters, like, having to sh- shed their inhibitions to, you know, interact with each other or whatever, like, the, it does come up a couple more times. Deep Space Nine is really interesting in that, like, that's, the, that's sort of the dark Star Trek. Right. And so, in some cases, that's also the Star Trek that deals with, uh, you know, like, sex and sexuality uh, in, in a more serious and adult way than a lot of the other shows right. do. Uh, like there's a couple of episodes in Next Gen where, where you know like Bev Crusher will be like I got laid last night and it was and <laughs> right. it was awesome yeah it's true uh, or Riker fucks his way off of uh, a planet he's yeah. been in prison yeah on. that part was great <laughs> <laughs> so so like that does happen but it's it's almost like it's kind of silly and kind of fun and kind of right. funny whereas on Deep Space Nine they're like oh yeah there's this Ferengi down uh, downstairs and and he's basically running a space brothel on the ship. <laughs> Uh, hey, do you want to go check out the space brothel uh, and it's
1: by the Vulcan restaurant yeah <laughs> yes
2: Klingon <laughs> restaurant or the Klingon restaurant yeah, yeah. and uh, the hollow Suites mm-hmm. is is what they're referred to and then you know Jedzeiah Dax and major Kiandries have uh have sexy time <laughs> down on the with a bunch of holographic hot, they, hot they, dudes they imply a lot of sex in the holodeck as well. There, there is, that, that's the thing that Deep Space Nine, I think, finally acknowledges, like, right. for sure. is, is people like People would use it for that. Yeah, yeah, people use the holodeck for, basically, like, for sex. It'd uh, be
1: like how the internet is, and I, and I think this is actually true, that, like, there's a very large percentage of the information on the internet is pornography. Yeah. It kind of seems like that would also be true with the holodeck. It's just you know. Again, this we n- don't talk about it that yeah, way. it's, it's this ne-
2: great information right, resource. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can look up anything you want. Right. Data, just don't that first- worry about the others. But I am fully functional. No data, just stop. <laughs> that first season of Next <laughs> Learn Gen. Learn to tell a joke. <laughs> yeah.
2: That first season of Next Gen too. They also they constantly bring up the holodeck. They're constantly they do. like. We have this great new thing. It's called a holodeck. You should check it out. It can be anything you want it to be. Right. And you sit there and you go just
0: anything you want. Imagine. Oh, so I can go back to pirate times
2: and fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. a pirate.
0: <laughs> they do a lot of. Uh, that's one of my favorite episodes: the ship in a bottle. Uh, yeah. Where they do a lot of like Sherlock Holmes type stuff. They do whole episodes. Even in season one, I believe, where they do, like, genre pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got to get off the ship.
2: Right. Almost every season has at least two episodes where they have, like, somebody gets trapped on the holodeck inside a simulation. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, yeah, because... uh, Picard likes to be. What's the name of the detective he likes to play? Uh,
2: uh,
0: but he'll turn into a detective from time to time, oh and you're like, God. "Ooh, an art noir yeah. episode." Da- data, oh data God. is re-
2: data is really into pretending to be Sherlock Holmes. Yep. Picard is really into like 1920s, 1930s noir stories. Jesus Christ, yep. he doesn't fit into that mold. At all, uh, he loves a good mystery. Well, but like, think about like the books you like, like or the like, people, I guess you, so. people you've met and the the books they read when they go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I guess P- so. Picard's book that he reads when he goes to the beach is like, I'm just going to read my detective stories, yeah. <laughs> pulp <laughs> comics.
0: <laughs> all right, so um, back to this episode though. This is a part of the show where we rate the episode. As yep. Patrick said, uh, we say you can either keep it in the holster, set it to stun, or set to kill. Right? Yeah, um, there's only three settings. You either didn't like it, it was okay, or this was this was great, and I'm more than happy. I think you guys already know where I'm going with this I'll go first i, I set to kill oh my God I love really? this episode yeah I, I have a lot of fun every time I watch it. It's one that I would show people if I wanted them to like know what it's like to the the range of episodes the next generation could have. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to give it set to kill. It's probably you the only would, one from season one. You would one. show them this episode and then they would agree to watch another one to see what this show could be like. Well, I don't know if this would be the first one I'd show, but it would definitely be... It's like one of Star Trek The Next Generation. It's one that I think you should watch. There's plenty of season one where you could just completely skip and have no issue... Like You wouldn't have missed out on much, but to understand... Um, Uh, the adventure that is Star Trek. I think this one is very important set to kill. I'm sticking by it.
2: I would, I would set to stun because Mm -hmm. I enjoy it a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it does a lot of the things well that Star Trek, the next generation generally does well, but I will fully acknowledge that there are like massive lapses in logic (laughs) in the episode and it's very silly and very ridiculous at points. And also like, yeah, they already did this episode on yeah. the original series, <laughs> so why the hell were they just like let's trot out that same plot device again, and even acknowledge that we're trotting out that same plot device again? Well, could that have been fan service? Do you think it was intended to be fan service? Uh, maybe a little, but I really think that the the main intention was like let's show the audience like who these characters are, mm-hmm. uh, and and I I don't and the other thing is like I don't think it succeeded in doing that. I don't mm-hmm. think you come out of this episode going like. Oh, I think I think I know data now, or like I really think I understand Beverly no. Crusher. Um, and so I don't I don't think the episode accomplishes the things it intended to accomplish. And so yeah, I would I would definitely I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in the holster, but yeah. I, I would yeah. definitely set to stun. Well, I, I would put I would leave it in the holster. I'd what? Say. Ah, yeah. boo. Well no, because like
1: I'm looking at this from someone that has not right. watched Star Trek. The only episode that I've like seen all the way through this year before this was the first one mm-hmm. encounter at far point. So I'm tr- tr- still trying to get to know these people. And then the second one, they put them in a situation where their brains are all messed up and yeah, I, they're not likable when that happens because it's not fun to be around people that, you know, have no self control and I don't know what their characters are in that situation so it just seems like a really weird decision for the writers to make to put it in this position. And it was, I think, really kind of poorly ex- executed. Like, there were parts that were goofy and were enjoyable, but they seemed really out of place for the seriousness of the situation, which is the ship is about to blow up. Uh, we really were in a life or death situation. And then, you know, there's, oh, well, he had a snootful. And i okay. trying
0: to explain... I mean, I got you. I got you, and I I agree with both of you. You both have great points, definitely. But if you're going to watch every episode of Star Trek, uh, that's not even fair. If you're going to pick out 20 episodes of Star Trek, the next generation to watch, I would think that this should be somewhere in your queue. In 20? Yeah. Uh, Oh, man, I would not put this in my top 20. Yeah, I'm not saying top 20. I'm just saying 20 kind of iconic Iconic episodes of Star Trek. what the feel
2: is. (laughs)
0: I guess. Even that, I don't know. It's just I think it's important I to have it, in, in the brain when you think of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I
2: think the only thing mo- most like super hardcore Next Gen fans remember from this episode is the the data, Tasha yeah. <laughs> which was a
1: really uncomfortable scene. You know, because I don't know if wow. data is like a sentient being yet. Yeah, he kind of is, and it just raised a lot of uncomfortable questions. When like, I I'm, I'm not sure if this was the writer's intent, but it just seemed like yeah. Way to go, Data and Tasha. But it was just, it seemed really weird.
0: Mm. Well, okay. That's... So, listener, uh, tell us what you think. uh, Give this episode a watch. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, uh, Give us a tweet. Tell us what you think. Uh, Please agree with me, because I think I'm right. No, you're (laughs) super wrong. I'm uh, Patrick Winninger on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'm Pat likes to tweet. Um,
2: I'm Sean of Kelly.
0: Yeah. So, tell us what you think. Hit us up. Uh, Again... Set to kill. Uh, I, you guys aren't going to sway me on this one. You're not going to change my mind. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we got to get out of here now. It's been just about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah. Thank you. Thank it's you guys for fun. having me. You
2: do improvised Star Trek. That's correct. Uh, how long have you guys been doing that show? We have been doing improvised Star Trek. It started out as a stage show in 2009 uh, and became a podcast in 2011, and so we have. Uh, four years worth of podcast episodes wow. that people That's can check awesome. out. awesome. Now, all
1: of those, because I think I saw y'all at CIC a while ago, all of those happen in the same universe. They're all canon
2: yes they are they are all actually yeah. those are always the most flattering itunes reviews when someone's like i like your show so much i consider it part of star trek canon and i'm like oh god that creates so many continuity questions (laughs) yeah Uh, but it's all
1: canon within its own universe yeah each episode you can reference other episodes that happened before
2: we basically are doing the longest long form improv of (laughs) of anyone in history we now have a a a five six year long improv show uh, that's been, that's been going on.
1: That's impressive. That's really cool. Even if you don't like Star Trek, that's very impressive. Yeah,
2: if you're an improv nerd or a Star Trek nerd, we are trying something very <laughs> hard. <laughs> well, that's great. And it's also part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Absolutely. Right? Uh,
0: you know, Peaches and Hot Sauce, we have some podcasts that are part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Um, it's a really great collection of really awesome podcasts. So check out any podcast that is part of that co-op. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else? Did We, we already plugged. Uh, Pat likes to tweet. Uh, Facebook is for noobs, so make sure to follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. My Twitter, come yell at me if you disagree with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to argue with nerds on the internet, man. Yeah, and you can find uh, this show, if you're just finding it on Peaches and Hot Sauce for the first time, it's going to be over at Uh So make sure just to uh, subscribe to that Tumblr if you want to get updates when new episodes come out, or cool gifts or whatever we find that I think represents Star Trek in the best way possible.
1: Cool? Cool. Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, we had a sign-off last time. What was our sign-off?
1: uh we came up with it at the last le- oh it was the thing that he said at the end of the first episode
2: oh, yeah, like,
0: make it so no what did he say let's uh, see what's out there
2: oh that's so great
0: and then he never he never says that again <laughs> well that, let's see what's you're, out you're
1: there
2: you're wrong uh oh. he does say that again mm-hmm. oh well i haven't seen it yet yeah you will Um in a million years yeah so. oh, okay a
0: very long time from now let's see what's out there <laughs>
2: Peaches. How sauce. So peaches. How sauce. So peaches. How sauce. So peaches. How sauce. So peaches. How sauce. Peaches. How sauce. Get all peaches.